congratulations, Jelly Ann Girl, because you've won. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. It is July, baby. We're here. We're thriving. Well, are you thriving or surviving? Let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments. If you're listening the audio version, hit me up on Instagram and let me know how you're feeling. But uh, a lot's happened. I Words cannot explain. It's been so much. Just a little warning here at the beginning of this week's episode. I will be touching on the topics of the things that happen in track and field with abortion and drugs and alcohol. So a uh, little warning if you want to skip over that little bit. The Olympics are here. Well, technically, they're not here. They're coming in like two or three weeks. But the trials happened last week. They finished last weekend. And uh, oh, goodness, we were all so excited. As you know, I'm a lover of all basically most sports. And the Olympics are like, you know, my kid in the candy shop. Like, I love the Olympics. Watch a whole bunch of sports. They're on TV. They're on different channels. You get to hear the storylines. You get to hear the things. And I was deeply invested in the Olympic trials this season. Maybe it was because I wanted to have all the knowledge and all the things so we could talk to each other about it. Or maybe it was just because I was genuinely interested. I think it was a little bit of both, to be honest. But I watched all the trials and especially the track and field. As we know, everyone fell in love with Shikari Richardson. We all fell in love with her. Her red hair, she was pointing at the clock, outgoing everyone. But then, as we all know, you know, she's not able to compete in the 100 meters as she's been suspended for a month for testing positive for THC. And we're going to first break it down because I feel like a lot of people on the Internet, in life in general, don't quite understand that, one, the Olympics is a global event. You know what I mean? And two, that the world is not revolved around the United States of America. So... The way it happened is that the Olympic Committee, as in the entire Olympic Committee, which includes the U.S., has a rule where athletes cannot test positive for certain drugs or alcohol within the day before they compete to the end of their competition. And Shikari tested positive for marijuana, weed, the devil's lettuce, all the things you would like to call it, and she tested positive during in that time frame. Athletes can and most probably do smoke weed before the season, after the season, during the games. And there's an amount that they can consume within that time frame that it just can't show up positive in their test. And I know there's 500 million thousand ways you can probably ask an Olympic athlete the ways they go about and do those things. But that did not happen for her in this case. And she's no longer being able to compete in the 100 meters Olympics now. Uh, I say dash because like 100 meters, that's a short distance. You're dashing. Like that is, that is a dash. That is a dash, a sprint, whatever you want to call it. I call it a dash. So she's no longer being able to compete in that. And I first want to say I commend her so much, so, so, so much for not only making statements on her Twitter account, her social media and all things, but she went on the Today Show and she spoke her truth. Not only did she say I did this and I was wrong and I should have known better and people in my community told me like hey you shouldn't do this and she did it anyway and she said that she did it anyway and that's the things that I feel like if you're 
a child or your parent or you're a semi-adult and you want to have people to look up to you look up to the people who take in the things they do wrong and who don't you know say oh somebody should have told me this or they take responsibility for their actions and that's something very commendable to see not only in an athlete but in a person in general and especially she's 21 years old like we are the same age which is crazy to think of because how many records do I hold none how many how many races have I won none and she did the thing like she was able to be at the mountaintop and some may say she's falling because she's not going to the Olympics anymore but I completely disagree at that fact because I feel like this helps her even more with getting Karamani and people to like her and getting her you know public opinion and popularity up because not only will the weed like (laughs) not only will the weed lovers you know really enjoy the fact that she was out here smoking these people and she was up on it but um the fact that people in general who likes people who are commendable and stand up for the things that you know weren't necessarily right or weren't necessarily in the right situations that she stood up for herself and as a lot of people were saying she had bad people on her team and the people around her she needs to change the people around her or the Karens oh my goodness the Karens who were talking about her and how that's how she won and surprise of this and surprise of that and then they start talking about Flojo and Flojo's nails and how they were long and like drug addicts have strong and long nails why are we talking about Flojo why are we talking about Flojo and then they're saying like Flojo died and all this stuff like because she was a drug addict like hello sweetie and shout out to Holly Robertson Pete who shut that down right quick and fast because that's what it needed to be done because it was false it was as some people said back in the day fake news and Holly Robinson and Flojo were like close friends during their time. And why would you say that kind of things? One, it's so false and so not true because it was stated that her family did an autopsy on Flojo when she passed and she died from a seizure because she had a heart problem and she died in her sleep, not because she was addicted to crack cocaine. I'm not saying y'all as the people who've listened in or people in our conversations, but I'm saying y'all in the general space of people in this world need to, one, don't give your opinion. Like sometimes it's okay to keep scrolling. Like you don't have to give your opinion on every single thing. Now, yes, I know as someone who talks to you guys every week and give my opinion about things that I could be seen as hypocritical, but I'm really not because there's so much stuff that I choose not to talk about on the platforms that I've created because I don't care because I don't care I don't feel like it needs to be addressed I feel like it doesn't need the attention and nine times out of ten the things that become popular in the media in the world or in general they become popular because people are talking about how it's wrong people are talking about how they disagree and you can disagree and not tell the entire world you disagree I don't think that those women should have said the things they said about shikari or they should have said the things they said about flojo because why are we even talking about flojo we're talking about shikari for one thing first and again shikari's 21 years old she had the world at her fingertips since she was 18 19 years old and her mom died like she was out here running in the olympic trials beating everyone out and her mom died a week before. Let me tell you, there's a whole lot of people, including myself, that probably wouldn't be able to manage to get out of bed a week after my mom died. And God forbid that happens, which I know she can't live forever, but God forbid. And the fact that she was out here running in the Olympic trials, winning races, smoking people, 
And if her doing weed was the way she felt like she could cope with that, we can't sit here and blame her. Because as a society, we, one, have started our conversation on mental health as, you know, regular citizens, as that was we want to call us non-athletic people. And we need to give that same respect to athletes because, yeah, they can run 100 meters in 10.4 seconds flat or whatever the time she ran. I literally can't remember. It happened two weeks ago. But she's still a person. She still goes through things. And she was grieving and she chose that decision. She showed up for her decision and she made her statement clear that she in one ways regrets her decision, but in other ways doesn't because it showed her so much about herself, the people she surrounds herself with, the fan she's gained from being honest and truthful about it. And I am a fan. I was a fan before I knew she was taken out of the Olympics. I'm a fan now that she's being taken out of the Olympics. And I'm even more of a fan for her because she stood up for herself and she spoke the truth. And she didn't blame anyone else as other people, again, like I said earlier, were blaming the people she surrounds herself with and things like that. They told her they were up front with her and big blessings to Shakari Richardson. And a lot of people forget that this was a Olympic committee, not the U.S. Olympic committee. And yes, she was taking it in a state in a country that I don't want to say agrees with THC because it ain't legal everywhere. So that ain't right but people need to be able to do it as research and information and scholars and all these things are talking about the benefits of it it needs to be changed the rule needs to be changed and it's a again an olympic committee rule not just a u.s rule in the olympics or games or whatever it's a global rule that people need to look into and the second big thing that's came out of the olympic trials and especially dragonfield over since the past few days has been brianna mcneil's appeal case and again, here's the forewarning about, you know, trigger warning abortion. You can skip a little bit ahead. She was unable to make her January 2020 drug testing because two days before she had gotten an abortion and they still denied her appeal and denied her from going to Olympics. And now she won't be able to compete in the Olympics. She was in the 200 meters. That whole situation was disgusting to me for a variety of reasons. But reason number one is the fact that she had to tell the entire world that she had an abortion, which is not neither for me to judge, for you to judge, or either one of anybody else's knowledge and care for that she had to share this information with the entire world to prove that she can go to the Olympics. And the fact that she still shared this knowledge, and I know she got paperwork. Like, she had paperwork. She probably showed up so much paperwork. And the fact that they still did not or will not let her compete in the Olympics is completely insane to me. Because if you're working on your regular job and you have a doctor's note, you don't have to say, I went to go get this procedure done. I went to go get this. You just show the note. And they're like, okay, whatever. Like if you do it in school, if you do it at work, in any situations, you don't have to disclose procedures or the things you got checked out at the doctor or anywhere else unless you have that note. And the fact that she had to publicly say that, and obviously that was not an easy decision she came up with and that was not an easy process she had to deal with. And the fact that she had to share that is completely disgusting and completely disheartening. And my second grievance with the Olympic Committee this week. It's insane. It's so insane that she had to do that. Like, how rude, how rude, how nasty, how inconsiderate of it. And now she still won't be able to go to the Olympics, not 
in 2021 for the 2020 Olympics, but she won't even be able to compete in the next Olympics because she got a five-year ban. I don't know. This is just so wild that she cannot compete. Like, you give someone a five-year ban when, like, okay, what if, what if she got, like, her tonsils out? Like, this, this or she had, like, a gallbladder burst. Like, this is so insane. It wasn't like she was, like, capping it off at Big Bear, hanging out with her friends, or she purposely missed her drug test because I... Oh, like when I saw that, y'all, it made me so mad. Like I was seeing red. I know I had like steam coming out of my head. It was completely insane. And it's still like right now, like a week or so after I've heard about it, it still just makes me so upset because this is the world they live in. And I'm not going to go on my soapbox about all the laws that are against women's bodies. We're not here to talk about that today. And with all the things that have happened with Brianna McNeil and Shakari Richardson, it's taken me back to the Hope Solo U.S. Soccer Federation situation. And yes, all three of these are different, but they all fall under like the same scope of things. Because if you are not knowledgeable, Hope Solo was arguably one of the best women's goalkeeper this country has ever seen. And every year she's denied of being in the Soccer Hall of Fame because she decided to be herself and speak up for what she wants and be at the forefront and take all the brunt and the cruelty for them wanting to get more equal pay for them to be more represented in the media for all the things they're fighting for but she didn't go about it in the like oh excuse me excuse me can you hear us Mm -mm. she didn't do that she was loud and she proud and she stood for it and yes it caused some grievance between her and the U.S. Soccer Federation and that's why she's ultimately not on the team between that and the fact that you know she maybe wasn't the nicest person to play with and she again she was herself and she was blunt and she was up front and that's truly why I loved Hope Solo like that 2012 uh World Cup team my life the 2008 World Cup team those are the girls I grew up with those women I grew up with and found my love for soccer and sports as well but the fact that she doesn't get the recognition she deserves and she's not being put in the Soccer Hall of Fame is just a show of how people who make decisions or whose ideals don't line up with the people at top, the people who control these things are showing up. Like I put Shakari's situation, Brianna's situation, and Hope Solo, I put them all in the same box because of what's happening right now. Again, Hope Solo wasn't really Olympic, but it, it kind of was because when they were playing in the 2012 Olympics, that kind of when it all started there. And especially in the World Cup, not only women, but people who had their own ideas and wanted to make change. And they did something that someone didn't agree with. With again, Shikari's a little different because there was a rule and there was ways she probably could have got around it. But she was grieving. You're blind in grief. That it's turning out and it's punishing them. And I just, I feel like it's all nasty. And the second, well, it's not second. It's technically the fourth. We're really, I wasn't planning on talking about this for this long. I know it's been like 12, 15 minutes by now. The Olympic Committee said they're not allowing players to like protest or ban or stand for any of the things they want. Like that is just another example of how the Olympic Committee is like holding people down and not letting people express themselves. Everyone was excited to watch the Olympics. They've been held off for a year. People didn't know if they were even going to happen this year. 
and all the excitement you got from the trials because like aside from track and field if you watch swimming you saw like the 15 year old girl who's like going to be swimming in the olympics for the first time i think her name was katie grimes and then you had katie ledecky who was like killing all the other people she was running laps around them technically she was swimming them but you know what i mean and you had like Simone Manuel who like didn't get in the 100 and then she got in the 50s and so much insane. And then you got gymnastics over here and Simone Biles didn't do well on the last day of the Olympic trials, but she did so great the first day that it really didn't matter that she did bad the second day. And the like controversy with the gymnastics guy was a lot. If you want to listen to a gymnastics pod, I unfortunately do not know one, but just go look up U.S. Gymnastics on Twitter and you'll find all the drama there. I I promise you, because it's been a lot. There's so much that happened this year in the Olympics. You got the men's basketball team and everybody's like, why there's only one center. You got the WNBA team that they did not elect Nike Agumake. Hope I said that right. The WNBA president and player for the LA Sparks. She was not elected on the team. Like so much has happened in the Olympics the past two to three weeks with the Olympics team, the U.S. Olympics. And... I was really excited to watch. And I mean, yeah, I'm still going to watch. But it's it's not going to hit the same because so much has happened. So much has happened that it's just not even going to be the same. And I'm sad about it. Like, I'm still going to watch. But everyone's so excited to see Shakari Richardson, Shelly Ann, Price, Frazier. I always get her name wrong, but y'all know who I mean. The sprinter from Jamaica. Like, that was so exciting. And um, basically, congratulations, Shelly Ann, girl. Because you won. You won. Your competition has been taking out. You won, gal. So shout out to you. If you came for the Bucks in the Suns final preview, here you go. The Bucks are going to win in seven games. Do I want the Bucks to win in seven games? No. Do I think the Bucks are going to win in seven games? Yes. Why? I don't know. I feel like Chris Paul is probably going to get a little tired. You know, it's been a long time. I want Chris Paul to win the NBA finals. I want Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, Langston Galloway. Jay Crowder, I could go on, but those are the only people I know on the team. Ooh, Cam Johnson, there you go. Those are all the people that I know that are on the team, but I just, I don't know. I want them to win so bad, but I just don't have that feeling that they're going to win. Like, I knew the Lakers were going to win last year. Like, it was no doubt in my mind the Lakers were going to win last year. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like Giannis is probably going to come back. Chris Middleton, he's playing a great fourth quarter, and Chris Middleton, he can't, you can't stop Chris Middleton in the fourth quarter. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, it's really hard to stop Chris Middleton in the fourth quarter. And especially if the game is close in the fourth quarter, which has been, you know, very common right now with the Suns games as Devin Booker didn't play his best last series, that the Bucks could win. Do I want it to happen? Not really. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say I don't like Milwaukee. I mean, I just had to choose between Milwaukee and the Suns, and I choose the Suns. They, they give me, like college high school basketball vibes like they're friends like they're friends who like to play basketball you know what I mean and that's not very common when you see in the NBA I think a mix because they're pretty young and I don't know I just I, when I see the Suns, I get the vibe of like you could see them like out playing basketball at a park like they genuinely enjoy playing basketball and they genuinely enjoy being around each other and I'm not saying other teams don't do that but I just don't get that vibe with other teams it's gonna be fun I think it's gonna be fun either way whatever happens but I'm also excited that this basketball season will be over because let me tell you it's been the longest basketball season in my life I I literally I was like how are they still playing basketball like I wake up every day and I'm like how is it July but I also like how is it still basketball season even though the season was 
smushed together. It's felt three times as long. As you know, the NIL has been passed and uh, Reggie Bush is like, give me my trophy. Give me my titles back. I want to be a Heisman again, which I agree 100%. And I was going to go a little bit more into that and all the like stuff that's been in, but I'm saving that for a video that's coming out soon on a Monday to you from the YouTube channel. I'm going to be talking to a sports marketing exec now professor researcher about the future of sports marketing and the amount of money that can be made from these athletes and these brands of the new partnerships that are going to be going on so make sure you subscribe turn on the notifications all that good stuff so you don't miss that on the youtube channel post new videos up there every monday at 11 a.m eastern standard time you don't want to miss it it's going to be good that's all i got for this episode make sure to like comment rate subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today head on over to instagram and follow at her sports convo to stay updated on things her sports convo again check out the youtube channel her sports convo subscribe turn those notifications all that good stuff as always be safe have fun and don't be afraid to join the convo